Hello and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to post game here on the Cyclone Fanatic social media feeds. Uh, you can follow us. You're already following us on social media. I'd like to push everybody to our YouTube page as well, CFTV. We're starting to do a lot more of that stuff. We'll have complete coverage for you after the game. Jared Stansbury, Jacqueline Cordova, and Connor Ferguson are all at Matt, Com- Matt Campbell's press conference right now. I'll give you some reaction, but before I do, I want to thank our sponsors, Carl Chevrolet and Centurion Stone of Iowa. Actually heading to Centurion Stone this week to shoot a commercial uh, that we'll have to run for you guys, show you all the great things that my friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa do for you. And uh, they just did my living room, actually. It looks phenomenal. Of course, Carl Chevrolet, you know what they can do for you. Carl Auto Group, they are all over the uh, great state of Iowa now, more than just Chevys. All right. Uh, this is a really uh, crazy game. I could probably do a good hour for you here. Um, just talking about it. Feel free to put your comments. I want this to be as interactive as possible. I'll read your comments for those people listening on the podcast feed as well. Let's start through. And I, I do think that the box score is probably a little bit deceiving. Iowa State racked up some yards there at the end of the game. Uh, the total yardage looks they were 361 to 350 for Iowa State. Again, I think that's a little deceiving. Iowa State really, really was, I thought, in the second half uh, by pretty much every aspect of the football game. Uh, the second half went did not go the way I thought it would. I, I was wrong. Hunter Deckers uh, really struggled in the second half. Uh, Iowa State – it kind of started because they weren't able to run the football, right? I mean, you, you average 2.4 yards per carry, you know, and Jairo Brock had a 37-yard run there, so those bumped up a little bit because of that. The last time I had looked at it before that run, it was 1.7. So you really are really struggling on the ground to get things going. Listen, it, at some point, you just got to give Baylor credit too, right? I think John Haycock called a pretty good start to the second half, and Blake Shapin, the quarterback, it, Baylor just kept completing really tough plays. And um, he made some key throws. Iowa State's quarterback didn't. I think Shapin proved today what I kind of thought in the offseason when I had Baylor in my preseason number one in the Big 12, that he that he beat out the other guy for a reason. And he looked really good, made some key throws, 19 to 26. Uh, I think Iowa State's linebackers probably had a bit of a reality check today. Love to go watch him back the tape. It looked like Dave Aranda and that staff had a really good game plan to attack the middle and Iowa State's linebacking core. I thought the corners were great. The secondary played pretty good. Clearly, you missed both Freeler. We'll get to the penalties um, and the, the questionable calls from the – we'll get to that here coming up. But, yeah, I mean, Baylor, I, I'll give them credit. They, they made clutch play after clutch play. It uh, looks like two for three on fourth down. They went five of 12 on third down. I would have thought that they were actually better on third down. It felt like that watching the game. But Iowa State, you know, you, you turn the ball over a couple times there in the half. One of them was as good of a punt. Um, and, and, yeah, that I would have liked to seen Iowa State, I guess, go downfield more. I thought it took them a little bit too long to, to start pushing, right? I, I think that I, I, I get it that they wanted to get that running game going, trying to get the um, 
you know, open it up like that, but it just wasn't there. It's a little bit deceiving and hard to say, well, did that start at the end because of Iowa State or was it because Baylor was in a more relaxed defense, which is which is certainly possible as well. You'd have to go back and watch that. Smarter football will be able to tell me that. But, I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Iowa State just be more aggressive. It feels like this offense is meant to go down, feel like that, right? Like I, they, that game I thought was called a little bit like – some of the plays, some of the stuff we saw last year, where this this defense or this offense is just fundamentally built differently, right? And listen, um, we'll get to the officiating stuff, but Iowa State just made too many mistakes. You just they just, they weren't good enough to beat a team like Baylor when Baylor was making those plays, and Iowa State just. It seemed like time and time again. We'll get to the calls, the the elephant in the room. You 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 do ask yourself because there were I thought three really really bad calls in the game, right? So you have the one that gets Bro Freeler knocked out, which is just ridiculous. And I talked about this a little bit at halftime, but in case you weren't on with us, there's got to be something in college football that allows some discretion he shouldn't have been ejected from that football game for that hit. And I would argue he should not have had a penalty. They called it a penalty. And then a lot of you are, are yelling at me on here saying, well, where were, um, right, where were Baylor's target? None of those should have been targeted. And that's the problem in college football is that we, we have a sport here where these officials, um, there's just no consistency, not only across the sport, there's no consistency in the same game, Right. And so you had the bad targeting, you had the unsportsmanlike penalty that, that may have even been worse afterwards. And then you had, I thought the worst call of the day was the Anthony Johnson pick play thing where the below the waist thing where he hit him in like the shoulders, right? Like it, it's really frustrating because you look at it and you go, well, if you don't spot him the 14, right? Because those calls bailed Baylor out they get touchdowns on each of those drives, then is Iowa State having to press and come from behind? And that's a fair question to ask, right? Now, granted, those things did happen. So then you've got to be able to get off the field on fourth down. You've got to be able to complete on, you know, third and short. You've got to be able to do those things where Iowa State just didn't do it enough today. Some, they didn't do it enough. And Baylor's guy under duress, Will McDonald in his face is completing third and longs, right? And that that was the difference in the second half. Two things can be true, right? Uh, two things can be true. Like, they can be really bad calls, and then you can also get outplayed in the second half, which Iowa State did. It's unfortunate. It, it just really, really um, – you, you hate to see that because you we're, we're all sitting here thinking the same thing, right? Like, what, what, what if, what if, what if, what if? The, the, you know, the, the macro thing when I look at this is I just see that, that Kansas just beat Duke. Um, you look at next week and you look at the rest of this Big 12, and this is a meat grinder of a league this year, right? So, if ba- so Baylor was my number one team in the Big 12 going into the season, which I feel a little bit better about that now than I did before the game. I was talking to some Baylor reporters, and I think I would have before the game – I haven't been overly impressive with 
impressed with the Bears. This was an impressive win to come in to Ames. Nobody's won here since 2019, I think is what it was. So this was an impressive win for them. Um, but but if, like think about it this way: if who's the like, who's the worst team? It, is West Virginia? Is um, Texas Tech? Like I I don't know. Whoever it is, like the difference between whatever that is and Baylor. Let's assume Baylor's number one right now, or Oklahoma's number. It's not big. So again, you've got to, you can't make the mistakes Iowa State did today and win many of these Big 12 games because the margin's going to be so thin. Like, there's not going to be a big difference between 10 and 2 and 7 and 5, or even 6 and 6, God forbid. Right? I hope you guys get what I'm saying with this. This is going to be a really, really um, stressful season, one way or another. There was a great stat. I want to give a shout out. To the guy who put the stat up on Twitter, uh, Spencer. Uh, one second, one second, one second. Sorry, sorry. I want to make sure I give him props. Spencer Hughes on Twitter. Post Iowa State's last six losses, eight of his last nine losses have come by seven points or fewer. Like, that's crazy. And that shows you, again, just the, the way that this team's playing, the way that this team plays football. Um, lower possessions, fewer possessions, but you can't afford, um, you know, to. They, they didn't have the monumental breakdown. There wasn't like, well, other than the flea flicker, right? The flea flicker was devastating. That was kind of the backbreaker, I thought, today for Baylor. Um, but, you know, just think about it. You didn't have that monster punt return or block punt or anything like that, but just you got, you kept kicking yourself one after another. Um, Claire chimes in that Baylor could have been tar- called for three targeting penalties. They could have, but they wouldn't have been the right calls. And again, and that's what's frustrating to me. They could have. You're right, Claire. Same thing that Bo Freeler got kicked out of the game for. It doesn't make any sense. But this is college football. There's no consistency. And I see a lot of you, and I, I agree with you. You're saying, I just want consistency. So do I. I'm telling you, you're not going to get it. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just the way that it, it happens. So, listen, I, I thought that Baylor's quarterback, man, he comes in and made play after play into rest. You got to give that kid a, got to give that kid a hand. Baylor's defense really shuts down Iowa State's running game today, um, and it, it, Iowa State's got to be able to run the football better uh, to to win a lot of these Big Twelve games, and. I don't think this is a panic game. I know it's not a panic game today. You know, you the defending champs beat you by a touchdown, right? Um, next week, though, gets a little nerve-wracking. Like, that was a game you had penciled in as a win. Is that now? I would project Iowa State will be a three to six-point favorite in that. And if you lose that, and if you go 0-2 there, then you start to... <gasps> Right, you start to freak out just a little bit. So, it, it, yeah, next week got a lot more nerve-wracking today. I think that's where I'll wrap this thing up today uh, because I want to be sure to uh, highlight the coverage that Jared and Jacqueline and Connor are going to have for us. But, yeah, next week gets really dicey, no doubt about that. We'll have complete coverage for you all week. Bloom and I will um, we'll have uh, the podcast coming up tomorrow night. Appreciate all of you. I hope you have a, a beautiful day here in Iowa. Get home safely if you're watching from your car hanging out in the lots, whatever. We, we couldn't do anything uh, that we do here without you guys, and we just really, really appreciate 
you guys continuing to tune in and supporting our sponsors and whatnot. So thank you. Uh, Iowa State loses this one 20. May I don't even know the score? Yeah, you know, they lost 31 24. Thank you to Carl Chevrolet, Carl Auto Group for their continued support. Thank you to my friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Adam, my man. Yeah. Cheers to the great lock so far. We're 9 2 and 1 on the year, baby. Let's keep it up, baby. James tuning in from South Carolina down by Myrtle Beach. Appreciate you, James. Great. Appreciate all of you, man. We couldn't do any of this without all of you. It's not, we're not doing anything special here. We have a great community and we have great sponsors and we just are so grateful. And we, we, we thank you every single day. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening on the podcast feed and uh, we'll be around. Get after it, baby.